Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey y'all, this is Josiah Gray and this is Half Street High Heat. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. What's up, everyone? You're listening to another episode of Half Street High Heat. Nick is out on the IL. He decided to go on vacation, so I am hosting today. As always, I am joined by the fabulous Amanda. You guys can give her a follow on Twitter at AWhite787. And then our fourth outfielder, who's always going to be filling in, is Monty. He's joining us again, which is a pleasant surprise. You guys can give him a follow on Twitter at Monty2740. You guys can follow me on Twitter at We Are All Shack. And make sure you guys head on over to our Twitter account at half st high heat. And also check out our website with the same name. You guys can catch up on all of our articles that we have coming out daily. And we also have a YouTube channel. We have two great videos that just went up, and more videos are going to be coming. So there's a lot of exciting new stuff there. And we always have new merchandise coming out. So make sure you guys give us a follow on Twitter at half. ST high heat. How are you guys doing? Say, how was y'all's Halloween? It was eventful when you have a bunch of small children. We had a really good time. We had uh, the guy across the street from us, like caddy corner from our house, set up like a very realistic zombie scene in his front yard. And uh, my five year old son is traumatized as hell and afraid to go to sleep. So that's fun. <laughs> I went to a Brazilian steakhouse and uh, gorged myself on meat. Well, you said Brazilian, and I thought that was going to go to a very different place. <laughs> yeah, Monty got a wax on Halloween. <laughs> I know. It's like I we, all, we all celebrated our own ways, but Brazilian Steakhouse <laughs> sounds fantastic. <laughs> it was. Halloween really just came out of nowhere this year. So fast. I know. Like, um, I like was hanging out with some of my friends. and like, hey, let's do some on Saturday. And I was like, for what? And they're like, Halloween. And I was like, holy crap, it's Halloween. How it is it already out. Halloween? Like, how is it Christmas already? I know it's Christmas. Mariah Carey, by the way, um, she broke her breach of contract and she made a video at like 1201 
declaring that's Christmas season. So Mariah Carey declares it is Christmas season. Sorry, Thanksgiving lovers. I'm tired of this the, year. the disrespect every year to Thanksgiving. And it's just infuriating to me because I do love Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving is just, it's just all about eating. Yeah. Well, how can like, you not love a holiday that's just about gorging see, yourself? I, just, uh, yeah, I literally just said I gorged the Brazilian steakhouse. And now I'm sitting here talking about Thanksgiving being the best holiday because you're gorging yourself. And, I love Thanksgiving. Yeah. I need to lose some weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, Monty, it's bulking season. You're fine. Right. Exactly. My problem is I bulk up for winter like a champ, but the slimming down for summer is not my best thing. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love things. I saw somebody respond to that Mariah Carey video. And it was my favorite tweet I saw. And it was like, uh, what did she say? She said like, Jesus woman, let Thanksgiving breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, pretty much. I love Thanksgiving. We have a huge get together every year. We have a big family. So, um, you know, I've got five kids. My brother has six kids. And uh, we've got lots of aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents. So I absolutely love the holidays. I am so excited. It's holiday season. See, Thanksgiving gets blown over because Christmas has the movies, the songs, like so much more to it. Like that's why Thanksgiving gets blown over. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's an objectively inferior holiday, but it should still be celebrated for what it is. Nothing beats Christmas. though. Christmas is is the one seed. Absolutely. So Diving on in, we are in the middle of the World Series. The Braves have a 3-2 lead as things head back to Houston, and it's been a pretty lackluster series so far, but there have been some pretty interesting things that have happened, um, especially for the Braves. Ian Anderson was the first rookie in World Series history to go five no-hit innings. Um, The Braves were the third team ever to go back-to-back home runs where their home runs tied the game and then gave their team the lead. And they're also the first team ever that had their eight and nine hitters go back-to-back home runs in the World Series, which was pretty interesting. And, you know, things look pretty good on Sunday. They're up three games to one. You know, Maddox was in the house. Chipper Jones was in the house. Andrew Jones was in the house. A lot of uh, legends were there. They get up 4 nothing lead thanks to the Devall Grand Slam. It looks like it's about to be them, but there are some pretty questionable manager decisions that led to the Astros outscoring them 9-1 to after that. They won a pretty convincing game, and they brought the series back three games to two as we head into Houston. So just want to ask you guys, what is your all's thought on this World Series so far, especially seeing the Braves in it um, with them taking that big lead? What is your all overall thoughts on the series? and? Who do you think wins in these last two games heading back to Houston? I I would sell my soul for the Braves to blow this again. Yeah, it's just so satisfying. Like, I really, I hate the Astros. And I, especially like Alex Bregman, he just has the most punchable face. I don't know. That's not a nice thing to say. I just, I can't with the Astros. I loathe them. But when I saw that the Braves were about to win last night, I was like, oh, it's so awful. And then when they lost, I was like, man, that, that was pretty good. I, I could really enjoy watching them blow it and lose the World Series. So I think I'm going to have to pull for the Astros to win it as much as I hate them. And I do think they're going to do it. I think they're going to go back to Houston. And, and I, think that, I think the Braves are going to blow it and Houston will win. I, need, I, I, just so. need, I need a seventh game at least. <laughs> yeah, please. If I don't get a seventh game, the World Series doesn't count. And then last year's also didn't count. So that makes us still the reigning World Series champions. I like it. Look, I mean, it's it's pretty interesting because 
the Braves are without Charlie Morton, who broke his leg and threw 16 mm-hmm. pitches. Um, Max Freed is starting game six, who the Astros lit up the last yeah. time they saw him. They bounced him around, and they haven't been the only team that's done that. The Dodgers did that as well. So you don't really know what he hasn't had a great playoffs. Yeah. Sorry, exactly. Like you don't really know what you're going to get out of him. So that takes a whole nother thing into it. And the Houston crowd's going to be into it. It's going to be fun. And this Houston well, and, team has been there, done that before, and the Braves haven't. And the other thing is, is the with the, the starting pitching being uh, not going very deep, you've seen these relievers so much that it's advantage hitter, I think, in these in these last two games and the better hitters. Uh, are in Houston. And not only that, but these relievers are, are going to be gassed. I mean, they have, they have been worked so hard over, not just the series, but the whole, the whole course of the playoffs. I, I can't remember I guess we kind of say this every year, but I can't remember a, a playoffs where we saw less starting pitching and more relief pitching than this one. So these guys are going to be gassed. These hitters are going to have seen them enough to start figuring them out. I do think you're right, Monty. We're going to see a lot of offense in these last two games. Yeah, and we saw that in game five with Minter. He had been kind of lights out this postseason, um, and he pitched for his third time in game five, and the Astros you know, made him work, and they scored quite a lot of runs off of him, and that's the one downside of it. We're seeing teams more and more start using relievers more in the playoffs and starters less. I don't think it's a crisis like Ken Rosenthal and the other national media is calling it. That's absolutely absurd. Yeah, it's a but- little overwrought. Yeah, I mean, it's it definitely makes things really interesting. And I personally hope the Astros blow it for several reasons. One, my bookmarks are full. I'm sorry, I hope the Braves blow it. My bookmarks are full of Braves fans' tweets. I am going to troll the ever-living day out of if they blow it. On the other hand of that, I am going to have a lot of Braves fans in my mentions at the Braves on the World Series. I am fully expecting that, so i rather them blow it. I would rather them blow it too. I actually, I should restate what I said earlier. I don't think they're going to blow it and lose the next two games, but I hope they do. I do think one thing that's funny is people are like, I can't root for the Astros. They cheated. The Braves cheated worse than the Astros. Their GM's banned from the sport. No one talks about that. Yeah, or, I hate for, them both, Former so. GM. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to be taking a much deserved Twitter break regardless of who wins, but especially if the Braves win, because I do not want to. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to just like it's gonna be like three days. I can't go on Twitter. At least oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to delete my entire account. There are gonna be bad <laughs> things coming to me if the Braves win the World Series. Yeah, you know what you gotta do is just mute the word Braves for a yeah, while. I I don't know. I I'm I'm gonna take it head on. Like I, I know. Were I, we as insufferable when the Nats won as I the Braves was. are about to be? If they, well, I mean, Ryan, I love you, but I mean that goes without uh, saying. I, 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 I feel like we were pretty insufferable. Do you? I feel like I wasn't a dick. About, I yeah, like, say that. This is a family podcast. I don't think I was a jerk about it, but I definitely talked a lot of uh, talked a lot of trash. See, like we went through a lot, so I feel like that made us more insufferable. The Braves went through it every single year for basically like twenty three years, so I kind of get it. Like it's like when the Mets went on their run, they were really insufferable. But that fan base is, I mean, that fan base goes through they so have much suffered stuff. Suffered a lot. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of okay. And like the Braves have suffered a lot too. But I will not allow them. I want them to suffer more. Exactly. <laughs> they may have suffered a lot, but not suffer. A lot. <laughs> 
I actually do. I, I heard some people, I remember when the, when the Nats won and we were all like, after all of our suffering and they're like, your, you, your team has existed for 10 years. Please don't talk to me about suffering. <laughs> and it's a fair point, but anyway, so, I, I, it's definitely interesting series. Um, it's been a little boring at times, but there have been some fun moments. The Charlie Morton thing was, uh, was a little bit crazy. Houston's offense not showing up has made it pretty rough in my opinion, because they should be, they should have been hitting way better than they were. Hot pitching wins. I said that before the series and yeah. the Braves pitching has been hot. I didn't yeah. expect them to shut down this much. Like I didn't expect Bregman to be two for 14. I love it so it. much. I but. want all bad things to come to him and all <laughs> of his, all of his suffering makes me happy. Hey, He was on my, he was on my build, build your franchise team before the season. All right. Be nice. He was my, mm. he's a, he was my cornerstone for the New Orleans voodoo. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. I've never well, forgotten about it. Always, I do always like. Remember. I still love the name, the New Orleans Voodoo. That would still be fun. Yeah, it's my Diamond Dynasty team name. That's why I don't forget it because I actually designed uniforms and everything for my players. <laughs> nice, nice. That sounds fun. So switching gears a little bit. Um, speaking of things that I hate, before the end of the <laughs> season, the Padres um, fired their manager, and it was. It's kind of well known that the players did not exactly like him. Um, there were some players within the organization who thought the coaching staff did not know what they were doing. It did not mesh very well. And they went out and had a pretty big hire. They stole Bob Melvin from the A's, like literally stole. His contract wasn't up. There was no trade that went back. They just stole Bob, Bob Melvin and they get their voice and they hire one of the most well-respected and best coaches in the game. Like Padres might actually be good now. Um, his press conference was really funny. He took some shots at the A's, but what do you guys think of the Padres hiring Bob Melvin? Here's, is this their guy? Here's the thing is stealing is not the right word because you're making it seem like the Padres went and did something. The A's gave him away. Like, I don't understand what they're thinking. He was the manager in 2012 when they came out of nowhere, won the AL West. They won the AL West in 2013. They went to the wild card in 2014. And then we all know about their recent success. And he was the manager for all that. Like, and they just, they just let him go, even though he's been, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I guess they're assuming they can find another manager for cheaper, but I would have thought you would try to work out some sort of trade so you can get something you know, because I feel like that would have worked. I feel like the Padres would have given something, at least something up instead of just being like, yeah, you know what? We're just going to go find someone cheaper. Yeah, I actually agree with that exactly. Like, I was just shocked that there wasn't any sort of trade attempt or anything that just like let him go. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a good move for the Padres. I don't know. We, we talked an episode or two ago about who were they going to go get? And, you know, there weren't a lot of names out there. And, uh, I, you know, I think now I'm interested to you see know- what he does with the team. You know what? I think, you know, I want to say it right here. Billy Bean is washed. He is, he is washed. He, he, he just lets guys go like that. Like, I mean, I get the players trade the players and money ball and all that, but I don't I, know. You know, there's no, there's no uh, luxury tax for, for coaching staff. <laughs> yeah. And you, yeah, you might've wanted to make more of an attempt to keep a guy like that. I think yeah, but- this kind of shows that the A's are going to have some rough days ahead. I think they're going to be cutting back big time and like the front office knows that like whatever not gonna be good so like we can just lose our manager like i feel like they're gonna slash their payroll even more so coming up chapman and olsen will be coming up on uh the end of their rookie deals so they'll be looking to move them Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's classic padres they're gonna start making 
they're going to start rebuilding that roster yet again. And yeah, I think you're right. Cause otherwise why? Oh, yeah. And Bob Melvin would probably be not ready to go through that for like a third time in that organization. Cause he's, he's brought them back and forth after like two couple rebuilds. So I don't think he'd be interested in doing it again. So maybe that was part of it, but still, again, I feel like they had the leverage. They could have gotten something. No, like you, you have one of the most well-respected and probably one of the top five coaches in the league. And like this team, like once interview him, you could have gotten trade. You could have gotten some international draft money, something, literally anything in return, a player to be named later. And there's like, nah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's kind of bizarre. I don't know. I, I, I can't quite understand it unless there's something more to that story that the rest of us don't know about, but it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Nothing makes a lot of sense, but something that was very interesting and caught my eye this week that I wanted to talk about with you guys. Um, Jeff Passan was on the Pat McAfee show this week and his interview was very, very candid and just really like honest about the state of baseball. So Pat McAfee, doesn't really care about baseball, but the other people on the show, like his interns do. So he always has Jeff Passon come on and talk about it. Um, Jeff Passon said, we're very likely going to be a work stoppage coming up. Um, and he said, not all work stoppages are the same because the CBA expires December 1st. It won't have any impact for two months. The league and PA will have two months to get things together. He says they might not. Um, another quote that stuck out was, you know, MLB free agency, it sucks. That was direct quote. It's dragged out. It's boring and it's too long. Nothing like the NBA or NFL, but that might change this year because if the season comes to stop on December 1st and then the CBA it gets fixed right before spring training, guys are going to want their teams are going to want their guys and players are going to want to sign. So we might have a pretty exciting free agency for once. Um, and Pat McAfee brought up how, when he was involved with the work stop, stop at GNFL, everything was the owners. The media presented it as a player issue, but all the players were told that the owners are the reason why this is happening and how the PR is always against the players. Jeff said he thinks we need to talk to the fans about this and educate them and said, quote, if you're rooting for the owners, you're rooting for laundry. And if you're rooting for the players, you're rooting for humans. And then he also said Rob Manfred's comments were about the Braves were bad for baseball and was played up wrong. And he went a little more detail about Rob Manfred, which is pretty funny. But I want to get y'all's thoughts on this with Jeff Passon talking about, do you think we could actually get a good free agency for once with the CBA looming? I actually hadn't thought of it in those terms, but it makes sense if it has to be condensed because of a work stoppage and, you know, it can't be the dragged out affair that it normally is. Uh, it would be a lot more fun if it were more, you know, chronologically, it were more packed together. So maybe so that would, that would be really interesting. And, and I'm curious if it does happen that way, if that's the way it plays out, we have the stoppage and then you have this quick free agency before spring training starts. If, the league looks at that and thinks, Hey, maybe we are, I guess that has to be worked out in the new CBA, but it would be great if the new CBA addressed that and maybe changed the free agency rules somewhat so that we could, I just feel like you mentioned the NBA and the NFL. It's like, they're so fun. They're so exciting. Everybody's so plugged into them. You know, it, it's an event of its own where baseball free agency is just like going on through like the whole damn off season. And, and every once in a while you get a trickle of news, but it's not, it's not an event you feel like you have to gear up for or anything. And I think it could be if they, if they designed it right. I 100% agree. Um, it's going to be really, really interesting. The CBA 
<laughs> it's it's gonna suck it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a bloodbath but we're gonna have a little draft about some of the potential rules coming up in the cba in just a second so that's gonna be fun but before we get there we do have some nationals news the nationals announced that they hired a new first base coach in eric young jr um he's the son of the uh, Braves first base coach, which is pretty interesting. And he is a professional base stealer and base runner. He's just 38 years old. Last time playing the league was a couple years ago. Um, his first full, his only full season really in 2012, he had over 40 stolen bases. His main role was just outfield and stealing bases, which is really interesting uh, because it's no secret how bad the Nationals base running has been in years past. Um, they haven't exactly been the best at stealing bases either outside of Trey Turner. So they go out and they hire a guy whose entire playing career was just stealing bases. What type of impact do you guys think this could have on young players when you're bringing in a young coach who knows what it's like to be a good base runner and knows how to steal bases successfully? Well, hopefully we see less uh, two plans. Um because I'm tired of seeing base running mistakes. So, you know, if we get somebody so who's bad. a good base runner stealing bases, maybe, you know, we'll see less mistakes on the bases. I mean, I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm just exhausted watching it happen. Yeah, and it's almost like you expect it. You know, if a game or two goes by where they haven't had a stupid base running error, I'm like, wow, they've been running the bases pretty well lately. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so conditioned that I'm a perfectly normal and adequate performance seems good to me. But yeah, so, I like the idea of having a guy who, you know, that was essentially his, that was his specialty. You know, I mean, if you can teach people, you know, the timing is so important and there's a lot more skill to it than, you know, it's not just speed. There's, there's skill and, and understanding different pitchers and studying them and having a, a coach that, you know, can pass that kind of information on to, to the runners is, is awesome. I'm, I mean, you know, first base coach isn't the most important position on the, on the club or anything, but I, I think it seems like a pretty good hire. So you guys, we were talking about the base running and how bad it was, right? Um, so base runs, BSR, is a stat that was made basically to say how many runs a team should have scored given their component offensive stat statistics, as well as incorporating base runners, like potential base running mistakes and everything, right? Um, the Nats BSR was negative 25.4 this year. So they were essentially 25.4 runs worse because of the base running. The next closest team was the Yankees at negative 15.1. And the Yankees set a record for the number of people thrown out at home plate this season. So not great then is what you're saying. Yeah. Not great at all, Bob. Not great. <laughs> yeah. That's um, I mean, you could tell the eyeball test. You could see how yeah, bad it was. I didn't, I didn't need, I didn't those need numbers are, those numbers are pretty <laughs> dreadful. Yeah, yeah make sure you, know, you can believe your eyeballs because that's awful. <laughs> so nowhere to go but up is the good news. So we got a new coach. Hopefully there's going to be a, a big improvement. And it's, you know, from a, if you zoom out a little bit, there are places, you know, the team obviously had a lot of problems this year and they've got a lot of places they need to work on. But, you know, you can make an improvement at a place like that. It's just, it's one thing, you know, if they can be average on the bases, then that's a huge improvement. And hopefully this guy's never been a first base coach before. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So first time coach, I mean, you don't know what you're going to get out of him, but it really, I mean, listening to those stats, it seems like it, it couldn't really be much worse. So hopefully he's, he's, we see. he's only been retired like three years, I think. Yeah, he's 38. 
Yeah, I think exactly. I think twenty I think twenty eighteen was his last year he was in the league. Yeah. So excellent. Well and, and by I think I know twenty eighteen was the last time he was in the league. <laughs> so uh we didn't get Monty's thoughts on the CBA before we moved on to talk about I didn't have any. Coach. It's fine. No, you don't have I any. was I just wanted to complain that I <laughs> <laughs> I have no thoughts. I have no position on this one way or the other. Well, you're in luck because we're going to play a game. Oh, I like games. So um, it's going to be a draft. And with the CBA expiring soon, we're going to pretend that we're owners and we're or PA, whichever side you want. And we're going to do a draft of four rules that we would like to see added to the new CBA. These can be rules about anything. It could be play, minor leaguers, stuff with marketing, anything and everything. Yes, Amanda, you can do your blackouts like we all know you're going to. Uh Um, (laughs) So you guys can do that. It could be anything and everything about baseball. It's going to be a draft of four rules you would like to add or change to the game of baseball. And we're going to do snake order as always. I did, uh, sorry, Monty. So I did the draft order and amanda you get first pick i get second pick and monty gets the third pick all right well mine's so easy you know what my first one is is blackouts are eliminated there is no more blackouts (laughs) anywhere in baseball you got to restructure those contracts figure out a way stopping morons and let people who want to watch your product watch your damn product that's the first one i mean that was only, only the heavy favorite because I knew that's where you're going to go. Um, with my first pick, I am going with my heavy favorite. And it's the universal DH. It's it's already coming, but I need I need a big breadwinner on top of my list. And it's so universal DH. What happens DH. if our rules contradict each other? Like if my rule is I eliminate the DH in both leagues, like. <laughs> Are we allowed to have that be one of our? Uh, no, yeah, I was... you, you can do that. That'd be funny. I was thinking. I was Amanda. You jumped the gun because I was thinking about doing that, but now I can't because you just ruined it for me. So. <laughs> you're welcome. So. All right, Monty, you're on the clock with back-to-back picks. Oh shoot, back-to-back. Oh man. Back-to-back. Uh, oh, so much pressure. Uh, let's let's. This is going to be controversial. Let's bring back the ghost runner on second for extra innings. Mm. I absolutely love it. In the tenth or later? In the I'm in the tenth. Let's do it in the tenth for regular season. I'm fine with the playoffs. Not you know. I just I I get the purity standpoint of it, but like it saves pitchers' arms. It makes the it makes the game more exciting. It's gonna it, you know. It's you've already watched a game for three or four hours at this point. Yeah. Like I would yeah. do it in like the twelfth though. Like I would say, okay, you get two innings. You, know, you get the tenth and eleventh, so, and if nobody wins, then you can then do it. I guess, but because because the thing that drives me nuts is is in previous years, everyone goes up there swinging for the fences to try and end the game. And that just, instead of just trying to string together hits, like they might've during the, you know, during the regular game. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm going to go with ghost runner. Mm -hmm. And then I am going to, I'm going to remove the, um, instead of the DH, instead of banning the DH, I'm going to keep it American league. Uh, is going to keep the DH, and then in the NL, it's going to be the starting pitcher has okay. a DH. The pitcher, the starting pitcher in the NL has a DH until that pitcher is removed, and then you have to use pinch hitters. Yeah, I I hate that less than a true DH, but I still hate it. <laughs> 
So yeah, and I like the talk- idea of yeah. I like the idea of leaving the two leagues different. I actually find that part of the charm of that's, baseball. I know everybody thinks like you yeah. have to make it all the same. Like that's it's the major league. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it to me like the NFC and the AFC in football is the, the difference is arbitrary. Right. Uh, same, you know, and obviously it's geographical for the for hockey and basketball, but for you know for for baseball there's an actual difference. But yeah, I get the I get all of Ryan's points when he you know will hammer about you know the universal DH and everything. I get it, but I also do love the distinction between the two leagues. Love it. What's your next one, Ryan? So this is something that really, really annoys me. Like I remember complaining about this when I was a kid and it is if a reliever gets a full time to warm up, why do they get three more minutes to warm up on the mound? It irritates me. It slows things down. You get three pitches, get on the mound for three pitches, get used to it and get back out there. It's so annoying it slows things down so i am going with limiting number of warm-up pitches for relievers i like it all right i'm going with uh banning interleague play interesting yeah i hate interleague play i actually this is kind of back to my last point which is i like the distinction between the leagues i loved the charm of these teams did not play each other unless they played in the world series and i think you lost something when you had interleague play introduced and I, I it it's not special in the same way that it used to be and i think that you also remove one of the major arguments for you know having the universal dh if the teams don't play each other except in the world series slight slight problem with that amanda mm-hmm. there are 15 teams in each league so you'd have yeah. to have an expansion or move somebody over again to get an even number of teams because otherwise you have to have an interleague matchup in every series. Mm, that's series. an interesting point. I hadn't considered, I guess I could go with expansion. I don't hate expansion yeah. teams. I like the yeah. idea of new teams. So, so I, what's, can, I what, can do it. Yeah. New Orleans voodoo. Here we come. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay. So I get another one now, right? Yes. Um, I'm going to go with my, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the banning of the DH and all of baseball. That's my, that's my third rule. No DHs. You just talked about how great it was to have a distinction. I know, but I'm just trying to be, I'm just trying to piss people off and get people talking on Twitter. No, I don't, I don't actually care about it in the AL, but if I had to choose between either having the universal DH or having no DH, I would go with none anywhere because I do think it, it, it corrupts the game and I don't like it at all. But if I had to choose between the two, I would go with no DH at all, but I don't mind if it stays. So We'll see. If I get all of my rules, then I would leave the leave it the way it is. But if I don't get to, if I don't get to have all of my rules, then no DH anywhere. All right. So I'm back on the clock, and a lot of my picks are going to be focusing on in creating and improving offense and baseball. There's been less and less of it, and that's kind of a big deal. So I am going with limiting the shift. There has to be two infielders on each side of second base. Mm. When you are growing up in baseball, you were taught the best thing you could do is hitting a ball up the middle. Now you hit the ball up the middle, you're grounding out to second base. That just absolutely irritates me. Stop limiting baseball. And I, sorry, stop limiting offense. And my third rule is limiting the shift to infielders on each side of the base. So Monty, you're on the clock with back-to-back picks. Okay, my headphones stopped working. You guys... um... You guys can hear me? Yeah, we can still hear you. Okay. Um, so I I think – all right, uh, let's expand the playoffs. Mm, I like that one. 
let's expand it. Uh, you know what? Why not expand it to eight in each league with the first mm-hmm. round being a, being a one-game playoff? I like the idea of expanding the playoffs. I think 16 teams is too much. I, I just, the idea of more than half the league making the playoffs doesn't sit right with oh, me. Oh yeah, true. But I'm, I'm in for, I'm, I'm thinking selfishly about my day where I can take off of work. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> and watch that. baseball for 12 straight hours. Yeah. See, I don't have to think about that because I have five kids and I don't ever get to sit down and do anything for 12 straight hours. This isn't about you. This is about me. <laughs> Fair enough. It's your rule. <laughs> and then my other rule relegation and and i think a fun way to do the relegation you'd have you'd have two teams in each league go down to triple a the last two teams but instead of having the automatic last two teams you have a playoff to see who gets relegated okay that's fun and insane yeah so let's say you have so uh, (laughs) the pirates and the diamondbacks were the two worst in the nl yeah so you have those two would have to play each other and the winner stays in the major leagues. The loser has to go to AAA, and the you know one of the AAA leagues comes up. That's nuts, and would never happen. But damn, that would be fun. I know. And then so then you're <laughs> encouraged not to tank either. Yeah, that's true. It would discourage because you know, you're going to get kicked out of the major leagues. You're going to be in AAA playing, a, you know, going on bus rides. It is an interesting it's... one. Had not thought of that. Well, I'm 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 on the clock. I'm stalling right now because I'm thinking. I want, to, I want to make sure my last one's good. Yeah, no worries. I'm just thinking, you know, how great would it be all of a sudden as a Pirates fan, you're sitting there at the end of the season, you haven't checked out because you don't want to go to AAA and you're rooting for your team still. And <laughs> even though you've only you've lost 100 games, but you're rooting to not, <laughs> not go down. Yeah. That, like I said, that one's totally nuts and would never, ever happen, but it does sound like a chaotic good time. <clears throat> all right. So I'm on the clock. I thought I thought a lot and something baseball needs to do is completely revamp its minor league system. Um, I've talked about before how the MLBPA says they do not have a legal liability to really do anything. But one of the things that they are 100% going to talk about is the arbitration process and the arbitration years. Right now, players are under team control for the first six years while they accrue service. Um, I think that should be lowered. I think it is going to be lowered. So I'm going to say that number gets lowered from four to six. Sorry, from six to four. And there's going to be other stuff in there, like a limit for total number of years a player can be in the organization before free agency. So teams can't just let them stash away in minor leagues forever and just like keep wasting the clock. Get players up in the prime, let players hit free agency in the prime so we can see better players and baseball can attract better players to the sport. I like that. I can't believe nobody has picked automating the strike zone. It was on my list, although I haven't chosen it. Oh, because that will be a it'll be a terrible thing. Yeah, I don't think it would be a terrible thing, but Ah. it's not the thing I'm going to pick. I I have been thinking about rule changes that would increase like things, offense, things that make the game fun to watch. And I love stolen bases. So there is the step off rule. I don't know if you guys have talked about this. They're doing this in one of the minor leagues. I think it's high A or low A, one of the the lower levels of the minor leagues. They're doing this where essentially it forces pitchers to fully step off the rubber before they can try a pickoff. So it, it just leaves the runners with a much better chance at stolen bases. And uh, for, especially for left-handed pitchers, you know, they can't do that, that move where they, you know, like get into their windup and then 
try to pick off the runner. So anyway, I think that would be a really fun one. I would like to see that. What There's a lot of things I think that they could do to tweak to increase the, the things that are fun. And I think stolen bases are one of the funnest things in baseball. So, so that for my fourth. I wanted to bring this up because you, you mentioned it and you thought it wouldn't be a good idea. So you thought it would be a good idea. Um, automated strike zone on Mac Boston strikes will be a complete disaster. And I'll tell you why. So major league baseball has been testing this out mm-hmm. in low a, and it did not go very well. Um, games were longer. There were a lot more walks. The, Automatic system was incredibly flawed. Um, it was often calling pitches right down the middle balls, and the strike zone had begun to slowly shift, which is, by the way, completely, completely expected. If we go to, uh, if we go to automated strike zones, the strike zone will begin to get bigger and bigger, which will hurt offense. But then it will start to overcorrect itself, and then the strike zone will get smaller and smaller and smaller. And it did not go very well in its testing. And Major League Baseball has been kind of rethinking it, trying to figure out how they can improve it because the first trial run was a disaster. And I don't really think that was unexpected. Yeah, I think the technology has a way to go. Um, I like the idea of it. I don't think it's ready for prime time yet, but I read a lot about that. And there were some instances where they had balls right down the middle that were obviously just like machine made an error. So I, I don't hate the idea that there could be some sort of like, it can be overridden by the home plate umpire if it's an obvious missed call, but to let about, it call the stuff on the edges, maybe. What about just holding umpires accountable? Yeah. How about relegation for umpires? How about that? Yeah. It should just like, I'm, I'm kind of upset. I didn't say this cause I really wish I would have, but all like just make more things reviewable. It's that simple. <laughs> Yeah, that's true too. Or even just, yeah, I, I think you could make more things for people. But I think the idea, what you just said, Monty, of uh, accountability for umpires, they have a union that doesn't allow any accountability. But that's what needs they to gotta, happen. They got a, they got If you suck at your union. job, you get relegated to AAA. Like, hey, the worst five umpires in Major League Baseball get sent down. And the, the best five from AAA get brought up. Like, I would love to see something like that. The Korean Baseball League does that. It's pretty funny. Uh, like they give you grades. If your grades are below something, you like get relegated. But the umpire association is a really good union, so that would yeah. be tough in its own. That would be really tough. Um, as, a so- as a socialist, Ryan, uh, I'm very, I'm very pro union. I know. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> sports, they, the, 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 some of them are killing us, and that's where you get screwed, and you don't have the promotion relegation. I just, yeah. Well, I don't mind umpires. I actually support them. I mind them. Sometimes I, I love authority and I love people to enforce it. <laughs> you know, one that I'm going to give an honorable mention that didn't make my list was uh, I would, I would go back to the neighborhood play. I hate, I like if a guy slides into second and he comes, you know, four millimeters off the bag and they look at video. Review yeah. That irritates me. That irritates the crap out of me. Like if he beats the tag in and he's safe, then that should be it. Like what about that Trey Turner that? rule with the, uh, with the base back. Can we get rid of that? Too? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good one. There's a million. I, I feel like we could, this draft could be a lot longer. <laughs> so we will be posting this on our Twitter account later this week. You guys can vote on whose rules you like the best. And we also want to hear yours as well of rules you would add to the CBA if you were in the negotiation process. So before we end, it's time for our one big thing. Um, Amanda, Nick is not here. So you could say something hockey if you wanted to. 
I'm going to. <laughs> have you guys been watching Alex Ovechkin this season? I don't think I, I have. Watch, I didn't watch the end of the game because we were recording. So I'm assuming they lost to the yeah, Lightning. Yeah, 3-2. Yeah, but um, I, I don't think he was on the score sheet, unfortunately. So this was the first game this season he wasn't on the score sheet. 36-year-old Alex Ovechkin leading the league in goals, tied with Connor McDavid for points. The man is a legend, and I'm allowed to talk about him if I want to. Go Caps. Monty, you have anything? So wait, I can talk about soccer? No, um, no that's, that's never No, allowed. only real sports. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just pushing Monty's buttons. We got nothing. Oh, see, he's oh, bad now. Monty, <laughs> Monty just left. <laughs> Fantastic. Ryan, do you have a big thing? Um, we have some really good articles coming out this week. Um, Allison has a really good piece coming out, I believe, either later today or tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be writing a article later this week talking about the CBA, what to expect, and what each side is going to be arguing for. So look forward to that as well. And hopefully the Braves lose. Hopefully the Braves lose. That's the big takeaway. That is the By the biggest time we record takeaway. again, we'll know who won the World Series. Yeah, that's true. Game game six is Tuesday at eight, and then game seven is Wednesday, and we'll be recording Wednesday or Thursday, one of those days, um, and we will talk about that. So Monty, he's not here right now, but always a thanks to Monty for coming on and filling in for Nick. You guys can give him a follow on Twitter at Monty2740. You guys can follow Amanda on Twitter at white 787 Make sure you guys head over to our website at halfsthighheat.com and head over and give us a follow on Twitter at the same name. Thank you so much, guys. So good. <laughs> I'm so close. Hey, Monty is texting was... us now on our group chat saying, I walked out because of a hostile work environment. <laughs> well, Monty unionized. I just messed up and I was so close to wrapping that perfectly too. So yeah. It's all right. It's all right. We'll get it. We'll get Nick back and he can do it next time. Yeah. <laughs> Nick will be back with us on the next episode. Yes. We'll talk to you guys then. Later. There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team's mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls all at the commentator who has the causes past the wall to see you later. By the early light of dawn, well, you can see they're running scared Cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are bursting in the air Tell the Library of Congress that they might not want to look Cause we're putting curly W's in every book Let's go Nats, we've got a game to play
know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.